Ready? Yeah, pretty much. I think so. You're going to sing the theme tune? Write the theme tune, sing the theme tune. That. Uh, I can do. How does it go again? Oh, that one! I thought you meant the one with the exciting lyrics. Well, you could do that one and as the, well. And the, and the like, the, the like dancing chorus line and the. Oh yeah, go ahead. You pick the key and and I'll just join in when when I can. I might have to. Uh, it won't yeah. be perfect, but I might have to edit it and I might have to edit it out afterwards before we transmit it. <laughs> so here goes. What did you think to that then? Wait, what? I edited it out. <laughs> I said I was going to. <laughs> Honestly. You can keep up in this business, you know. You must watch these little points. You must watch these little points, yeah. <laughs> oh, help us. <sighs> okay. Did you say something about doing a frith cast? Yeah, let's do that. Okay. Okay. What? What? Which one would you like to do? I Episode 5 was pretty good. Should we do I episode loved, 5? I love me some episode 5. You can do that one. Yeah? That was pretty awesome. Cool. Yeah. Um... Fairly fond of 17 was not bad. Yeah? Yeah. You're picking some vintage stuff here, you know. I know. And the best thing about it is, people that are listening to this are going to be going, oh, now what was episode? They're going to go back and <laughs> check episodes 5 and 17. <laughs> like I knew which episodes 5 and 17 were. Well. I can't remember what we did episode 5 and 17. What episode is this? 69. I can barely remember what we did episode 68, if truth be told. <gasps> I've slept since then. Okay, fine. Lovely listeners. Many a coffee since then. Welcome around the virtual campfire. Hello. Welcome to episode 69 of Frithcast. Episode 69, apparently. Yeah. Don't you, don't ask me, I haven't been keeping count. You watch the listening stats for episode 5 and 17 now. They're going <laughs> to go spiking through the roof after this one goes out. It was all a cunning plan. <laughs> Well, episode five was your version of Beowulf, I think. Was it? Yeah. Oh, crikey. Oh, I didn't mean to big myself up. Oh, are you kidding? That's one of my favourites. I love that one. No. I enjoyed it. But I didn't mean to big myself up. I don't want to be like, you know... I'll find someone... Find one... What? What was that story one where I didn't talk at all? That's not helpful. That was a good one. You should go, you should go and listen to that one. That's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be a multiple of nine, but I couldn't tell you which one it was. Yeah, it'll be one of those. Yeah. Lovely listeners, go find it. We'll wait. Did you find it? Okay. Welcome back around the virtual campfire to episode 69 of Frithcast. I'm Suzanne Martin. I'm a heathen who's trying not to laugh at my glorious wife. <laughs> <laughs>
who is also here around the virtual campfire. Hello, I'm Kate and I'm not a heathen and I'm just thinking about um, that little exchange on Blackadder where he says, where he says, as, as a reward, Baldrick, take a short holiday. Did you enjoy it? And then he straight back to work. Um, yeah, no, I'm 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 not a heathen. I'm just a um, I'm just a, a sort of random hanger on. So, um, hello. Coffee coffee powered druid. Coffee powered druid. Coffee and random powered on. druid. Welcome around the virtual campfire. Experienced listeners, lovely new listeners. Welcome to all you lovely faces. To episode sixty nine of Frithcast. I should add at this point. Don't worry, we can't see your faces. No, we're not like we haven't like subverted your your mobile phone cameras and stuff like that or anything Gah. like that. No, I no. Have, we haven't. No. Facebook probably have, but we ah. haven't. What? Ah. <laughs> don't say things like that. I don't know. Okay. I obviously legal note, I have no evidence to suggest that Facebook <laughs> has subverted <laughs> anybody's mobile phone cameras. Okay. Please this don't sue us. Yeah. That'd be nice. Okay, should we get on with the episode now? By all means. All right. Welcome to episode 69 of Frithcast. The legal minefield episode. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it's got a lawyer in it. Has it? It has. Cool. And a couple of good bits of law in there as well. So good segue, well made. I do like a nice segue. I know. I like them on toast. The wheels get between your teeth, though. They do. Nom, nom, nom. Get some floss in there. Other electric, weirdly balancing personal transport devices are probably available. And dental floss definitely is. And dental floss. Yeah. Moving on. Don't so, put that on wheels, because it won't work. <laughs> Tell me about this law. <laughs> well, the last couple of episodes, we've looked at the whole um, Christians and paganism thing. Yeah. So this is going to be the first of a double episode on Niall's saga. Okay. And Niall is a lawyer. A lawyer. He's a lawyer. A Viking lawyer? He is a Viking lawyer. A Viking lawyer. You know, just when I think they're as cool as I think I can, they can be, and then suddenly... There's a Viking they lawyer. They turn around and have lawyers as well. They do. So this chap, Niall. Niall? Niall. This chap, Niall... He's not... When you think Viking, the image immediate, the stereotypical image comes to your head. Big guy, chain mail on, big beard thing going on. Horned helmet! No. Horned helmet. Yeah, okay, fine. We'll <laughs> let you have the horned helmet. It's a stereotype. Stereotype. We're doing. Whole huge axe thing, big round shield going rawr, and biting the edge of the shield. Yeah. Yeah. I love Lewis Chessman. Yep, one of those. That right. is the sound of gnawing a shield. Sorry about that. Niall is basically none of these things. Okay. He only... He's not a warrior. He's a lawyer. They he can be pretty vicious. He doesn't have a beard. Wow. I know, right? He's not a warrior at all. There is no beard and he only picks up a short-handled little axe once in the entire saga. Now, this saga is big it's huge, it's vast. There is a cast of characters in it that, you know, George R. R. Martin would be very, very proud of. There are hundreds of these little suckers running around 
and they don't have name badges on, so you have to kind of figure out who's who. This this is, yeah, this is no problem. Just slap it on HBO, it'll be fine. Yeah. So, Niall, the titular character, yeah, the saga of burnt Niall, looks. He's got no beard. He's not a warrior, and he only picks up a little short wood axe once through this entire saga. This, this I have to admit, is not so far fulfilling what I have in my head as the standard template for a Norse saga. Yeah. A bit of a background. This saga is written in the 13th century. It's one of what they call the Icelandic sagas. Okay. So it's... There's a lot of genealogy in it and a lot of names and who is related to who. So somebody got... begetting somebody begetting somebody like yeah, him. Yeah, kind of like that, only somebody begetting somebody who married so-and-so's cross-eyed daughter who had a son <laughs> who went back and murdered somebody but by accident and it wasn't really their fault so they got married again and it was okay. And also was a werewolf. Yeah. Okay. With a lunchbox. <laughs> and freaking red apple in the lunchbox that somebody else got jealous of and then there was another blood feud because of the apple. It's like that. Okay. So, yeah, bit mad, but it's generally considered, this particular saga is generally considered the best of all of the Icelandic sagas. Oh, wow. Okay. There is drama in this that HBO would be proud of. Nice. There is a lot of drama in this saga, and I'm going to try and make it as easy as possible, but it's still complicated. We should say easy as possible in the sense of trying to fit it into the space we have available as yeah. opposed to... As easy as possible, as in there's a guy called Niall and this happens and then the end. It, it's not quite <laughs> that simple because a lot of Icelandic sagas aren't. They'll go through three generations just to tell you what somebody's grandfather had for lunch and what colour his sheep were before they get to the fact that he was born, he grew up, he was a great chieftain and now I'm going to tell you about his sons. And you're like, wait, what? Why have you bothered telling me about all of his backstory? Because backstory is important to the Icelandic sagas. They're looking at genealogy. A lot of genealogy. So, what colour were his sheep? You died! <laughs> Stop it! I used to play Minecraft. I These, these things are important. These, these things are important to you. <laughs> I have no idea. I'll have to go back and read it again. But it's all about that. It's... There's a lot of genealogy, and as a story goes, there's a lot of characters that don't add anything whatsoever to this plot. <laughs> there are not just one or two, there are dozens of them. Like a whole... Like a whole, like a whole chorus set line of, of characters. Tom Bombadils. Yeah. <laughs> that don't, they're see. kind of all high-kicking down the chorus line. <laughs> And don't actually add anything to what's going on in no. the main story of this plot. But okay. the, the basic plot, you have four big main characters. There's Niall and there's Gunnar. Okay. And these two are besties. Righto. And they kind of remind me of Asterisk and Obelix in a little way. Yeah. yeah. I because... was thinking Luke Skywalker and Biggs Darklighter, but... Yes. Yeah, yeah. Because Niall is kind of... He gets accused of being unmanly on more than one occasion through Ooh. this saga. I know. He has no beard. He's not a warrior. He's a lawyer. I mean, to be honest... 
and he's a Christian. I mean, to be honest, by the standards of the day, he's not scoring points, is he? He really isn't. So I kind of imagine him as a little kind of asterisk character paired with Gunnar, who's the size of a door sideways. <laughs> he's a big kind of atypical masculine trait, traditional man's manly man. Yeah. You know, running, jumping, climbing trees and being a lumberjack. Yeah. That. All muscly and oiled. You said that, I didn't. So you've got these two, and they're, like, besties. Okay. They are totes emotes, uh-huh. bestie mates. Right. And they're both married, or they both will be married. So they have two wives. One each. One each. Okay. This is, yeah, this is not where the complication is. <clears throat> but there's a prequel scene before you get to those two characters. I'm confused already. There's, okay, there's two characters. Yeah. Nile, Gunnar. Yeah. Yeah. Big one, little one. Okay. Yeah. No beard, huge big beard, no axe, huge big axe. You get the idea. Yeah, yeah. So there's like a prequel scene before the whole thing starts. There's a bit of a kind of, I don't know. This is like the support act to the main saga comes in. Like the little cartoon they used to play before the main feature in cinemas. That's the stuff, one of those. Yeah. Only this little cartoon actually has a very passing link to what, starts happening at the beginning okay. of the saga. So there's a prequel in which a a man the the saga says he seeks the Queen of Norway and from that we can infer that he quite likes the Queen of Norway. Okay. And he wishes to make his relationship a lot more close with the Queen of Norway. She is not having any of it because he's already married. Also she she's the queen. Yes. He's, and she he, goes... I mean, is he a king? Uh, he is not. Is he a prince? Is he's, he heir to an enormous realm? No. Well, then. He's king, totally queen. not a dragon in a human skin. It ain't going to work. She is not best impressed. Wait, what? Well, he just isn't. Oh, yeah. He actually isn't. That wasn't yeah. you just giving us a tip. No. Oh, no, okay. No. He just totally isn't a dragon in a human skin. Oh, well, I, that, I have a whole different story in my head there. Yeah, minute, so go she goes a little bit TLC, no scrubs on his butt, and right. says, talk to the hand, <laughs> I ain't listening. Yeah. And she curses him. Well, that's harsh. With impotence. Ooh. That whole masculinity thing coming back yeah, in there. Yeah, yeah. Because um, he's already married to somebody else, and this he's going, ow, ooey, owie, owie, ow, my delicates, owie, owie. <laughs> He mentions that he's got a niece. Why, I don't know. Ow! But he does. I mean, it's... it's What? And I have this really nice teak dining table. I have a caravan and everything. It's by the sea. We We can stay in it on weekends. I've got a whippet. I mean, you know, when you're in pain... Yeah, so he he mentions that he's got a niece called Halgirth. Okay. And I, I can only assume he's meaning to compliment his niece, but he says she's got a thief's eyes. I'm not sure where she's got these eyeballs from. It could be anywhere. It's an Icelandic saga. But she's got she's a thief's got eyes. She's got a thief's eyes. And this is what he's saying to the Queen. Yeah, well, this is what he's saying about his niece. This is why he's been... Zapped with a zappy zap by the queen going, go right. away. 
He says, he's going, but I have a niece, a caravan, a teak dining table. Oh, and by the way, she's got a thief's eyes. Yes, and they're actually in her school. She hasn't just got an extra set of a thief's eyes. Okay, so they're actually her, they're she's her actually eyes. Gotten fitted. Yeah, yeah. She's All got, right. you know, stereo vision, one each side. Hang on. And everything. Yeah. I've been working this through. Have you? Is she a thief? Kind of. Well, that might explain it then. <laughs> yeah, she's got a whole thing for cheese, but I'll explain it, don't worry. <laughs> oh, please do. <laughs> so, this is where you get roll credits and the main heroes enter the stage. Should we put the music there? Because that would be quite funny. <laughs> this whole episode's going to be funny, don't worry. <clears throat> so you've got Niall and Gunnar. Little kind of beardless lawyer, big door-shaped Viking. Yes. Yeah. Um, Niall is... A, he's described as a very sage lawyer and a very Christian man. Although if you look at the saga and look at the advice he gives, he gives very, very bad advice that just makes conflicts worse all the way through this saga. He doesn't ever give a piece of good advice. Wait a minute. <laughs> I know, I know. Are you thinking what I'm thinking? Possibly brain, but where are we going to get Barbara Streisand and a donkey at this time of night? <laughs> <laughs> Carry on. Can't. <laughs> oh, dear. <clears throat> so. <laughs> I love history. I know. These two, are, these two are quite brilliant. So Gunnar, big dude. Yes. Niall, beardless lawyer. Crap lawyer. Yeah. Okay. Who has on his business cards sage lawyer, all good. Yeah. Only gives out really, really pants advice that just makes everything worse. Makes everything <clears throat> kind of chaotic, you might say. Just a little bit chaotic. Yeah. Just so you remember the lady just, with the thief size. Just a thought. Who's the niece of the man who went after the Queen of Norway who got zapped? Yes. Okay. So Halgerth is the Halgerth. lady with the thief's eyes. Yeah. 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 And Gunnar espies Halgerth and goes, Whoa, she's a bit of a right. Okay. Yes. Only in Norse. In Norse. I can't do it in Norse, but no. that, yes. So even Njal, his bestest buddy, goes... Dude, not cool. She's killed two husbands already. This is not a smart move, my man. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, it's a bit harsh to it's, hold that against her, but, you yeah, know. Yeah, it's not a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> two husbands down, it's not looking good for her track record. Thief size, two dead husbands, what are you doing? I think she sounds quite interesting, tell you the truth. Gunnar marries her anyway. Good on him. Halgerth doesn't get on with Niall's wife. Okay. And Niall's wife is called Berg Thora. Berg Thora. Berg Thora. So there's a sequence <clears throat> now where the wives are the focus of the story. Okay. So you have Halgerth with the thief's eyes. Yep. Who's married Gunnar. And you have Berg Thora, who is Niall's wife. Whose eyes has she got? I don't know. I didn't ask. Because I was going to say, if she's got like, I don't know, like a 
serial killer's eyes or something. Yeah, then you're in deep... Well, you're kind of in deep... Then Halgoth might want to just kind of wind her neck in a yeah. little... It, it kind of gets a little bit odd at this point. And if you've ever seen the play The Importance of Being Earnest, there's a lovely scene where two ladies sit down and they're offering each other tea and, and scones and being utterly polite, but being, like, uh, roasting is all heck underneath that. The okay. subtext is horrific. And this scene isn't quite... It's not as subtle there's a couple of great. That. There's a couple of great sequences, not dissimilar in the early <clears throat> episodes of HBO's Rome, mm. when Atia and Sevilla exactly are that at, at parties at and teas. things together. Yeah. So this is where the two wives start hiring people to kill the other one's slaves. Okay. And this happens not once, not twice, not three times, but six times. So they wow. must be running out of house slaves. And they're hiring, they're convincing random men to go and kill the other household slaves because on the surface they're kind of not really getting on, but on the underneath they're, they're sending people to go and do murder while their husbands are at the thing, at the law place. Yeah, yeah. And their husbands, when they find out what's gone on between their wives, are basically paying each other off the silver because they're bestest buds. You see that? That raises all sorts of questions on what the <coughs> obligations are if you kill a slave, legally speaking. I know you've, we've talked about Wehrgeld before and stuff like that, where yes. if you kill a member of a family, you have to pay and then you're obliged to look after the relatives and all that kind of thing. And make yeah, sure there's a little all... bit of that later on in this as well. I'm just wondering what That's the legal... That's where it gets really, really fun. What the legal thing was. I mean, would they consider that they were... I know I'm going a bit... Were they, would they yeah. consider that they were murdering members of their household or would they consider that they were... They were certainly diminishing the others, or the wives were certainly taking action to instruct a random person to go and diminish the other's household. And so you but would not then, a member of a family. But you would then you would you but you would still have the argument. Well, they did it to me, mm. so I can do it to them. Yeah, okay. that's that's where they were going with this, and it gets increasingly <clears throat> more kind of violent and more mm. horrific the more slaves they end up trying to convince each other to murder. Yeah. But their husbands, when they figure out what's going on uh, through all of this, are paying each other back in silver for the damage that's been done to the opposition's household. Okay. Through their wives convincing a random man to go over that hill and murder a slave and come back and I'll pay you. Oh, so this. it's an absolute kind of... Already the waters are hugely muddied with what's going on. Yeah. Then you get to the cheese bit. I was looking forward to the cheese bit. Yeah, this cheese bit is Halgerd. Okay. Wife of Gunnar. Yeah. Uh, with the thief size. Indeed. She sends a random man to go and steal cheese for her from a farmhouse. Yeah, well, she's got the thief size. Could she not steal her own cheese? Apparently not. So <clears throat> her and Gunnar... When he finds out that she's sent a random bloke to go and nick cheese for her, yeah, her and Gunnar have a bit of an argument about what gives, why have you nicked cheese? Oh, so while she was having slaves killed, <clears throat> yeah, he's peachy as oat, peachy as oat with that. Well, he's, yeah, the minute he's she making... nicks some cheese, yeah. he's all over it. He is all over that, yeah. He's all over the, the cheese stealing and he does Man's something... Man's priorities are screwed. Yeah, 
<laughs> Go on. Man needs his cheese. No, man does not need his cheese. Man's wife needs her cheese. I forgot where I was. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> her and Gunnar have a huge big argument. Okay. And he does something that's quite... Not despicable, but very, very frowned on in that society, and he hits her. No, that's despicable. Over some cheese. That Over is the despicable. theft of cheese. Cheese or not, that is despicable. Yeah, so you then get a whole big section of fairly boring feuds between people and bad <laughs> advice that happens. I just skip over the tedious few We skip over all of that and get back to Gunnar. Now you've got to understand this is quite a while later. I'm I'm still just I'm still just getting my head around the fact that this is called the Saga of Burnt Nile. Yeah. And we've heard nothing about bloody Nile. You will in a minute. Gunnar and calm your little self, you will, don't worry. And then what was what was her name? Halgo. <laughs> Sorry. So oh, there's a whole kind of big section which we're going to fast forward through feuding montage. Da 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 da. <laughs> feuding montage. All to the end, Gunnar ends up exiled, but he doesn't want to leave Iceland because it's too pretty. I can understand that. I mean, I've seen pictures. Yeah. And it does so look he refuses gorgeous. to leave. So he is. Rugged, rugged landscape. Yeah, but so, so gorgeous. Yes. So I can understand why he doesn't want to go. Yeah. But he ends up being commanded to be exiled and he doesn't want to go okay so he's ambushed in the family home and he doesn't have any of his weapons ready because they're trying to get him to leave and he doesn't want to leave yeah so he ha he asks his wife halgerd mm -hmm. for some hair so that he can string his bow up and defend them so he can defend himself with her hair with her hair as a bowstring because uh, apparently somewhere in the middle of all this melee, he's managed to misplace his bowstring, can't find it, asks her for hair so he can make a bowstring so he can defend himself from the incoming people. I used to have bowstrings made of Kevlar. Yeah. Human hair ain't going to cut it after about an hour and a half. <clears throat> an arrow and a half, rather. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she says, maybe not particularly unsubtly, are you going to die if I don't? <laughs> and he says, well, duh, Probably. yes, I'm going to die. There's people coming in through the walls. They go, biting yeah. the shields and hacking things. And if I can't get a weapon to defend myself, as deed. Yeah. Our deed. Our deed. Our deed. So she sa he says, yes, I'm going to die. That wasn't very subtle of you. What are you saying? So she refuses. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> and she's sitting there, nomming away on her block of cheese. It really was a hell of an argument, wasn't it? Yeah, to the backdrop of him getting absolutely massacred. I can see this on, t on telly, actually. Yeah. I really can. And she then disappears completely from the story. Okay. So this is the first third of Niall's saga. Wow. There's a whole kind of... Wife's tea party murder in Slaves piece. There's a whole kind of don't marry her, she's got thief size bit. And there's this fabulous bit about the cheese and the bowstring made of hair that ain't the happening. cheese. The cheese that was Gunnar's red line. Yeah. That was his red line. That was his that was his kind of deal breaker. Doesn't care about killing all the slaves you want. That's absolutely fine. Yeah. But you nick cheese. Yeah. I'm sorry, I'm still struggling with that. I know. Theft of cheese. 
she basically says, you know, are you going to die if I don't give you any hair for your bowstring? Well, yeah. Well, you're not having well, any not then. Any you remember you hit me. I'm not giving <laughs> I mean, you any hair for my bowstring. Your I mean, bowstring. Honestly, you know, I can, I can kind of see her point. I mean, obviously, you can debate the proportionality all you want. The whole cheese versus slaves thing. Well, there's that. Yeah. Uh, you know, is she? Is she? Um, you know, is she right to refuse giving him hair to make a bowstring out of to defend himself? Yeah. Because he hit her over an argument over some cheese. Is that reasonable? I don't know. That's for other people to debate. I'm not touching it. Yeah, me neither. Um, um, a whole ten-foot cheese pole going on. But not going near that. But you've also got the question of because you said he was obelisk, obelisk, <laughs> obelisk. Ah <laughs> yes, obelisk. The name derives from obelisk, obviously. Obelisk, but... yeah. Obelix. Because you said he was Obelix, that's who I can see now. <laughs> yeah. And I like Obelix. He's a nice guy. Yeah. And he doesn't deserve to be killed by marauding made out of hair that for don't the, get made. For the, for the lack of a, a, a wife's hair bowstring. Yeah. On the other hand, <laughs> it's not actually Obelix. You were just using that as the comparison. I mean, you could easily have used Kroop and Vandermark. I could have used that too. To yeah. be honest. Uh, so you know, I don't know. I'm, 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 I'm torn. Yeah, I emotionally. Know. I know. Um, but when Niall says to his mate Gunnar at the beginning, "Don't marry her. She's got thief size. It's not a good idea. She's killed two husbands already." That's probably the only good bit of advice he gives through this given. entire saga. It, it, this might be a good place to just pause in the retelling of Niall's saga. <laughs> And give you a bit to adjust, because the second half gets even more fun. The second half of three. <clears throat> the second half of three. Niall's saga splits roughly into three parts. So we've done the prologue on the first part now. Okay. So and we haven't heard anything from Niall at all. We haven't heard very much apart from, dude, bro, this ain't no good don't, idea. Don't, don't, don't do wor- it. Don't, wo- don't worry her. Worry, don't worry her. <laughs> don't do that either. Don't worry her. Have me. <laughs> So we've done, like, the little prologue yep. where Halgerd gets introduced as the niece with the shifty eyes. Indeed. From the guy who gets zapped by the Queen of Norway and his delegates get all zapped. But he has got a teak dining table, so he he's has, all right. He has, and a caravan by the sea. It's great. Don't yeah. worry about it. Ain't enough to impress the Queen of Norway. So we've done the prologue part and the first third of the saga, if you like. And the next two thirds kind of a where it gets really really complicated and a little bit more fun it helps. so we're gonna you mean this kind wasn't of complicated this was just the start this was oh. like book run of song of ice and fire where it's just laying the set down of <laughs> where everything starts and you get a couple of little skirmishes you don't get anything yeah the next two thirds that's where it really starts getting fun lovely listeners we the are going to leave you roasted delicates <laughs> Lovely listeners, we're going to leave you round the virtual campfire. I'm sorry, listeners. I pondering really am. the wonders of <laughs> the saga of Burnt Nile and his cheese delicates. It's probably not good. Cheese delicates? No. <laughs> if you would like to find us online. They won't. <laughs> not after Why this. Why would they? Not after this, they wouldn't. <laughs> if you would like to find us online, my name is Suzanne Martin. 
You can find me on Facebook under Suzanne Martin, or you can find me on Twitter at Geeta in Jeans. <laughs> and if you want to find... You don't want to find me. Carry on. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely listeners, we're going to see you all next time for episode 70 for the second part of the saga of Burnt Nile. We're going to tackle the, the, the last two parts of the saga in next fortnight's episode. So you've got a fortnight to get your head around this one and then we'll let you know Okay. the next parts then. So we'll talk to you all next time. <laughs> you know what? What? I fancy some cheese. Don't do it! 